listening to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a New Zealander living her best life in Fukushima, Japan. I'm a podcast consultant and the creator of Pod Launch with Jane, a system that helps you create your dream podcast without all the drama and hassle, leaving you more free time to do the things you love to do. This show is for people who want to hear stories of women who are doing amazing things here in Japan and across the world. You'll find loads of inspiration for how you can live your best life wherever you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get on with the show. Hi, Joe. Thanks for coming back on the Transformations with Jane podcast again today. Great to have you. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. So for those of you who don't remember, this is Jo. She works with me on my pod launch with Jane team. And we actually did an episode together last year that came out in early December. It was 116. And we were doing a check-in review the year episode. And I thought, well, it's nearly been half a year since we did this last episode. So why not get Joe back on the show and check in with her and see how she's going? So <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, Joe. Where are you calling in from today? Well, currently I'm living in uh, Tauranga in a place called uh, Omokoroa, which is on a peninsula surrounded by water. And it's incredibly scenic and yeah, very different to um, the city that I was living in when we last recorded. That's right. So last time we recorded, you were in Auckland, which is the biggest city in New Zealand. And I don't think you were living on a peninsula with water all around you. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> and, not. No. no. And you were just at the end of, was it a three-month lockdown? Yes, it was, it was mid-August to... December, January. So we were allowed to leave Auckland, I think, just before Christmas. Right. Um, but I didn't. It mm -hmm. just felt a bit scary. So uh, I would say that it kind of felt more like it extended to the new year. Right, right. That was a long time that you were locked down in Auckland and only going out for, you know, food and, you know, getting supermarket shopping and sort of stuff like that, right? And yes. Kids were stuck at home. Nobody could go to work unless they were one of those essential workers. And mm -hmm. so, but now you're calling in from Tauranga, which if you look on the map in New Zealand, it's sort of south and out to the east of Auckland and this beautiful view. And we'll, I think we'll put some of your, we'll share some of your, your photos yes. of where you, <laughs> of the view that you have now where you live on Instagram so people can see just what an amazing place it is. And so mm -hmm. how did you end up there? Well, uh, I had made the decision last year, I turned 40, and I had said to my sister-in-law that I was living with, I would like to move out of Auckland before I'm 40. But then the lockdown happened, had my 40th birthday in lockdown, and I still wanted to just have a change of pace and a change of lifestyle. And I had lived in Tauranga before I moved to Auckland. So it seemed like the, I don't want to say easiest, but it just seemed like the, it was a known entity. I knew Tauranga, I had friends here that I'd kept in contact with and uh, I knew that it was lovely and scenic and that I really liked the people. 
So I had just kind of said that out loud, like I want to move to Tauranga in 2022. I don't know how it will happen or when it will happen, but probably I think I said at the beginning of 2022, I'm going to start seriously looking for somewhere to live in Tauranga. But then at the end of 2021, one of my friends kind of took that and ran with it. And she said she was looking to move. And she asked if I wanted to be her flatmate if she found somewhere suitable. So once again, I just kind of made the decision and then I didn't actually have to do any of the hard, hard work. So my friend was looking for places. And then my other friend was selling her house and she had this rental property that she had been living in. And she said, do you want to come live in my house in Omakaroa? So two friends kind of did all the heavy lifting for me. Wow. It just kind of worked out. And it just worked out in this most amazing, beautiful place. That, <laughs> yes. How great. Yeah. And so that was something that we, we spoke about initially. I know when you started working with me on Pod Launch, we mm-hmm. talk, I sort of said to you, what's this leading to for you? Like, what, where are you heading, Joe? Like, what, what's on the horizon for you that you want? And that was something that you had told me. And I remember this that you told me something about, I want to, I see myself working on my computer with a view of the, the sea or a water view or something. And it's in somewhere not, not Auckland, it's outside the city, somewhere a little bit more countryside or quiet with this view yes. of the water. And so check that one off the list. Yes. <laughs> so if you could go back to yourself at the start of 2021, because I think that's kind of when we started working together, wasn't it? Yeah. She wouldn't have believed you if if you go back in time and tell her, hey, by the way, in the future, you get to live in Tauranga with a, with a sea view. Yeah, no, I am trying to remember. So before I started working, because I think I started working with you in March of 2021. Yeah. Uh, around then. Mm. So the beginning of 2021, yeah, we were in the middle of kind of less extreme lockdowns than New Zealand but COVID was still very much a reality and everything just felt like it was a bit on hold. So there was a pause button on life, it kind of felt like, for everyone, I think. Mm, Everyone was just in that holding pattern of we're waiting for this COVID thing to not go away, but kind of a little bit, maybe subconsciously, just waiting and seeing and, and trying to make sure we kind of get through it relatively intact. So, yeah, so weird to think about that time but yeah I don't think I would have I I think I would have definitely not even believed that I would be doing the work that I'm doing now for you Mm. with this um, podcast that kind of also came out of not came out of nowhere but it was very fortuitous but yeah before I started working for you I was doing data entry and looking after you know childcare things like that so yeah beyond my wildest dreams yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but you know, people people conspired to help you, right? Yes. Like if you can, <laughs> that's the thing. You didn't have to like do this all by yourself. It was just a matter of like telling people, I want to move to Tauranga and look what happened. Mm-hmm. A, bunch, a bunch of your good friends were like, hey, I want to move to Tauranga too. Oh, I want you to live in my house because that would really help me. And mm-hmm. it all worked out. So yeah, the power of like just telling people what yes. you what you want can really set things in motion you know and of course taking action on your own as well but 
where you can, but yeah, other people are waiting to help you if you let mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So talking about what you want to do, I think it's really powerful. And some people like to keep things very close to their chest. It's all a big secret, but there's a lot that can happen. You know, if you had kept it a big secret, potentially you wouldn't be living where you are now, right? And No, and I don't really, think at all. Mm, I think yeah. I had to at least mentally commit to the idea of it. Mm. And then, so that's the first step, I guess, is just saying to yourself, this is what I want. And then, yeah, telling other people so that they can get, keep an ear out because so many opportunities for things come up every day and if someone doesn't pop into your head to go oh that would be really good for that person or maybe I should see if they are interested sometimes you just hear about stuff and you're like well I don't know anyone that wants that or wants to live there or wants that kind of a job so I think it definitely pays to yeah talk to people about Mm, the the changes that you want to make in your life yes speak it into existence we call it in the woo woo Mm. world yes so (laughs) you said talking about it and then taking action where you can, right? And it's not just, yes. it's not like that movie, what is it? The, the Secret where you say, I want a, I want a red Ferrari in it and you walk out the front door and there's a red Ferrari waiting for you. That's not how it works. But yeah, it, it can definitely help. That's for sure. So in this episode today, we wanted to do a little bit of a half year check-in because by the time this comes out, it will be the middle of June. So it will have been a good six months since we spoke about this back in episode 116 so yeah let's do that now joe so mm-hmm. let's have like grab your phone i'm going to grab mine and if you're listening grab your phone and do it with us just look back see what you have done this year go back to january and see what have you been up to and i was looking through my phone quickly earlier and was like oh i've done nothing that's not true i haven't done nothing but I've actually culled a lot of photos from my my photo stream. Just, but yeah, I seem to have been to Tokyo a couple of times and I've done some really fun things. Like I've met up with my clients who are in Tokyo and mm-hmm. they've showed me around and taken me to do things that I would never get to do normally because I just don't know Tokyo because I don't live there, right? I live far away. What else have we got here? Oh, Sakura, the cherry blossoms are really beautiful this year. And I actually went to meet the first people that we know who were able to enter Japan on business visas. And I went down to Tokyo and had a meeting with them and they were actually appeared on my other podcast, which is the Jandals in Japan podcast, where we talk about New Zealand business and Japan and connecting those two through the podcast. So yes. Also, it looks like my son was very interested in baseball this year (laughs) it's all about baseball (laughs) in our house at the moment all the conversations are around baseball and now I know much more things about baseball than I've ever ever wanted to know and it's only going to get worse because he's joining a team very soon (laughs) which means the whole weekend is going to be taken up with baseball Uh, but if he's happy then I think that's great because a happy tired kid who's you know done lots of exercises yeah is a very easy to manage kid I think yes yeah they're happy they feel satisfied in that so that's great and oh my daughter has taken up violin that's another thing that's appearing on my phone which is another thing I never thought I would have a child who would learn to play the violin and she has been doing it for six months now actually and can actually play a song now so it's Ooh. we're getting past the just the ere ere sounds and into more like oh it's an actual song so it's actually quite good now so 
yeah, she's got her first performance coming up into in July. She's going to yeah. get up on the stage and play the violin. I think that's so brave. So yeah. um, I'm supporting by helping her get the dress and the hairstyle and all the stuff, you know, that you need to stand up on stage and play the violin with. So doing my bit here and taking her to practice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what's been happening in my first half of the year. How about you, Joe? My Instagram feed is predominantly... So my main personal Instagram feed is predominantly mm. photos of the view. There's an iconic, uh, I wouldn't call it a mountain, but it's called Mount Maunganui. And it's this little, I guess we'll call it a mountain just for argument's sake. It's a mountain on the very end of the tip of the peninsula out here. And it's very iconic and lots of people here do paintings of it. And I can see it out my kitchen window. No, so, really? You can see Maunganui out the kitchen window? Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. So there's lots of, yeah, sunset, sunrise, views of that. And I, living here, there's a kind of a, there's a lot of windows in the main living area. So I find myself getting up just as the sun is rising and going to bed quite early, just kind of being more with the rhythms of the, the sun. So yeah, there's a lot of photos of sunrises, sunsets, views from the deck just photos of the water and I'm sure everyone that follows me is just like okay we get it like you can see water but <laughs> when you're you know one-on-one you're, you're in the moment it's just it's just beautiful like the way mm. that the sun shimmers on the water and yeah and it's different every day right like even though it's it's, it's a, another sunset it's a different sunset to the one you saw yesterday or last week whatever I think mm. right yeah yeah so actual activity, um, I mean, I took photos of moving, me stacking all of my worldly possessions in the carport. And when I go back and visit Auckland and my family there, I take a lot of photos of me and my nephews playing games and things. Mm. But yeah, the majority of it here is just the view. And also I've been volunteering a lot at, at some local community art galleries. So I took some photos of that as well. Mm. But it's just a slower pace. You, you look on the Instagram and you just kind of sense that slower pace of life and a lot of nature, appreciating nature and, you know, completely different to like city life where it's like go, go, go and overstimulation and people everywhere. So that's kind yeah. of what my Instagram yeah. feed looks like. Okay. And do you think it suits you? This new... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling super jealous listening to you talking about all this water views and nature. And I mean, obviously, I live in a very lovely neighborhood, but I don't have a water view, which is every New Zealand person's dream, right, is to have a view with water. Um, yeah. I think if you've got that, you've kind of made it uh, in the housing sort of market, right? Like if you've got a view yes. of water, you can be happy yeah. and you can you can die happy, basically. Yeah. That's that's very inspirational. So yeah, go over and check Instagram. What's your handle? It's at. So I have two. So I have my personal one, and then I have my kind of art centric one. Mm. So the art centric one is, as opposed to all the scenery, it's photos of a lot of progress shots. I, I don't know what the psychology behind this is, but I really enjoy posting publicly unfinished artworks that are progressing because <laughs> I think it it makes me um, want to finish them and it also makes other people maybe who are on Instagram go oh okay this this is just 
I don't know, it takes some of the, it's not perfect. So it's yeah, yeah. just showing progress rather yeah. than look how amazing this finished artwork looks. So yeah, if you follow the Instagram at, at Tindling Joe, you'll get a lot of art content mm-hmm. and just progress on how it's all going. And then I have my personal one, which is Joe Tindling. Very imaginative. <laughs> So one way or the other, you're going to find her and you can find the other account. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Yeah. So you do, you know, in your other life and you're not helping me with Pod Lunch with Jane, you're doing a lot of artwork, you're volunteering mm-hmm. in, in the art world in Tauranga at art galleries. And so you've also ticked off one of the, the things that you wrote down during our planning session at the end of last year, right? Which is to have your own art exhibition. Yes, so the community art space in Tauranga, it's called, so it's at this place called the Historic Village, and this is kind of a thing that New Zealand, like we had one in my hometown, it's like this kind of colonial village with old buildings and old technology and school children are meant to come around and look around. But the one in Tauranga, they've converted a lot of it into art spaces. So for community artists who maybe don't get a look in it, like, more at, at other art galleries shall we say so I've been volunteering there at the different art spaces and through making those connections I was able to put some of my art in the retail gallery and also book an art exhibition a solo art exhibition in the exhibition space and that's going to happen January next year mm. yeah so quite a bit of a uh, like runway time needed for an art exhibition you don't just go yeah okay let's do that next weekend Mm. sort of a bit in advance so that's a learning isn't it but yeah it's happening yeah this is your first exhibition yeah first solo one right okay awesome woohoo so yay check that off from the planning that we did at the end of last year anything else on that list that you can check off well the the I remember when we were writing things down I well, we've already talked about this, but I did say I wanted to, I wanted to move out of the city and just yes. live in a more. I, I think my I think I said something like I wanted to be surrounded by scenic beauty, shall we say, mm. that makes you feel good to look at, and I find that quite motivating to do art mm. to be Mm-mm. to be in surroundings that I find quite aesthetically pleasing. So I think I wrote a lot about that, and there was something there about pottery. I wanted to learn how to do pottery and the friend that I'm living with here is a potter so she's in the process of sourcing a uh, wheel a potter's wheel Mm. and then when we get that somewhere probably in a shed on the property then I'll be able to tick off that whole you know learn how to use a potter's wheel so your flatmate just happens to be a potter yep oh my god yeah (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It's all just snapping into place, isn't it? When you write it all down and and get sort of clear on it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'd like to do some art. No, no, no. I would like to learn pottery. Yeah. And so here this pottery person has appeared in in your life, you know, in your house. And you're going to have your own potter's wheel in the shed. Excellent. And who knows what's going to come of that once you start going down that road. That's very cool. Yeah. Mm. So when we did this planning, you hadn't moved. You didn't have this house to choose from it wasn't on the cards so yeah now that's ticked off as well that's really awesome wow anything else well I had written in the planning meeting that I would like to give writing a fictional book a go Mm. 
mm. just to just to do it, not for anyone to read it, but just to do it. And um, this flatmate, his daughter, has also written one kind of young adult novel, mm. and she has has written other fiction as well, but just hasn't published it yet. Mm. So it's not that I think I can, I don't know, steal her powers of writing, but it's just. You know, when you're around people that yeah. are prioritizing their creative pursuits. And so in our house as well, in the lounge, we have a table that's primarily for making art on and there's art supplies and art books. So we've made a very kind of a statement with like the communal living area whilst still keeping it tidy and, you know, you can sit down and watch movies and stuff. There is a big part of it that is just already set up to make art, to make it as easy as humanly possible. So you don't have to hide oh, wow. away in your room. Yeah. You know? Or unpack it every time and pack it back up again every time yes. you want to do a few strokes on your painting or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, like you've got this really supportive environment set up now for being creative. So that's mm. not an excuse for not creating anything, right? That's not too hard to get started. Yeah, and no. great that, you know, you have this um, person who's just a little bit ahead of you who's yes, you know exactly. she's done it once and she's not like a, a like new york time bestseller that you would go well like oh i'm not going to be able to you know emulate that or just won't even try but she's mm-hmm. just a little bit ahead of you and she can say oh yeah you need to be writing more often or oh oh yeah this is how you self-publish or whatever um yes so yeah that's really awesome how exciting so how's the how's the novel coming along have you started i i don't have a good routine but I do sometimes I'll listen to a song and something will pop into my head so I write it down or if I say I think I just need that kind of quiet time then I will sit down and write something in a very first drafty kind of way nothing that I would want anyone to read just yet but yeah the ideas are coming and it's that thing you said of having a supportive environment it's it's like there's the space and the time to do it and yeah, the environment, both scenic and practically, is kind of it's making it almost impossible not to do it. Mm. So yeah, I wouldn't say that the writing is progressing as fast as the art because the art has a deadline, and I know I need to fill a space with artworks by January. So I'm, I guess, more it's more concrete. But yeah, the, the writing yeah. is kind of like it's happening, bits yeah. and bobs. But I'm not stressing about the writing. I'm just finding it quite nice just to do it when I want and not force myself to you know stress right <laughs> or anything yeah, like yeah. that well that's the thing not everything needs to be related to some outward thing like you have your exhibition to work on that's plenty and if you're writing for fun that sounds like a great idea rather mm. than oh I have to get my novel ready by the <laughs> end of the year as <laughs> yes. well right? <laughs> let's just have some fun for the sake of fun and maybe it's writing yeah, yeah. Exactly. And if it's not fun anymore, it's like, why is that? What am I doing that's making it not fun anymore? Especially creative stuff. I find with creative stuff more than, like if you're saving for a house, that doesn't need to be fun and you need structure and you need to have a plan. But creative things for me personally, if it's not, it doesn't have to be fun like a roller coaster or whatever, but it, it if it's stressful and I feel Oh, I don't know what the word is, but you know, when you're just like, oh, this is so bad. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Like, I don't want that feeling when I do it. I just want to take all, you know, I like doing it more when there's no pressure and just feels like I'm playing, like I'm just right. playing 
And it could yeah. be good, could not be. I don't care. It's the doing it that matters. So with creative mm. stuff, I just find you need to kind of take joy in the doing of it mm-hmm. and not think about the end result too much or how it will be received. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm just looking at my list of things I wrote down for that same planning workshop that we did together. And some of them have already happened, like it's got start a Kiwi business podcast. So that felt like a huge like project that I didn't know if I could do it, even though I've started a podcast before. Um, I didn't know if I could start a second podcast. What's that all about? Mm. But <laughs> mostly it was like <laughs> time-wise, you know, like, cause I know how long it takes to do a podcast. Do I really mm. have time to do a second podcast when you've already got one podcast? I, you know, mm. what, what are you doing? But starting that podcast, it's not about the podcast as such. It's about the network and the people that I'm meeting and the things that are happening around the podcast that are just amazing. And that's not something that I could have predicted from just this idea of starting this Kiwi business podcast. So, you know, we've had people come to Japan who we've met, who we've helped with, um, you know, introductions and we've helped them avoid cultural pitfalls and things that could have derailed their sales tour around Japan and Mm. things. So it's just really great. And it's, it's kind of being an ambassador Mm. and my high school self wanted to be in the ministry of foreign affairs and be a foreign diplomat. But when I actually found out what that was, I was like, Oh, that's not the kind of thing I actually wanted to do. I just thought that's what you did when you were a foreign diplomat. Mm. But what I want to do is, 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 yeah, create a kind of an understanding and a connection between Japan and New Zealand, the two countries that I love in the world and have been my home. So yeah, that's how that has panned out. And I hadn't anticipated that from the start point that I had back in November or December when we wrote this down, that I want to start a Kiwi business podcast. (laughs) It was not a very formed idea at all. So that's the interesting thing is when you get started with these things, that they uh, morph as you go along, right? And that's okay too. Uh, On my list, I also have, I want to go on a trip to Sweden and New Zealand and to a podcasting conference in Arizona. I have not done any of these yet, and we're already halfway through the year. And it's just not looking like it's possible, Mm -hmm. but it is possible. Like it's not impossible. It is possible to do these things, but it just doesn't feel like it's the right time. It's not worth the extra trouble to do these things right now like even just getting a flight to New Zealand is is quite tricky and double the price it would have been before COVID so same for flying to Sweden and Arizona and so I'm thinking you know like there are people who need to get to their homes or see their families I don't need to be traveling to these things just right now Mm -hmm. let's just enjoy what I do have which you know there's so much to explore in Japan that I have not explored because I've been busy flying between New Zealand and Japan and things in the past. So yeah, sort of reframing my, the way I'm looking at Japan and thinking, "Mm, I haven't been there. Let's make the effort to go and do that now while it's nearby. You know how you never explore your backyard, Yes. you know, and you're always, you know, off doing, you know, visiting somewhere else and you never explore your backyard. So that Japan has been very much like that. We've only traveled to, you know, my husband's family's house a million times and, mm-hmm. and not other places, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> come on, let's get some, let's take off a few places here in Japan as well. Uh, what else have I got on here? 
I'm launching my uh, DIY course for a mm-hmm. podcast, especially for women. That's happening slowly, isn't it? Very yes. slowly, yep. but happening. it's happening. We're getting there. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I think like you, I just need to know that someone's waiting for it. Like if I get one person sign up for the the waiting list, I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. off to the races. Let's just get this done because so and so is waiting. You know? Yes, <laughs> but we're not at that point yet, so I'm sort of dawdling over it. And you know, obviously, I have a lot of other things to do as well, and things are going very well for my business. I don't need to launch this podcast DIY course, but I want to because I know that yes. there is an unserved market there that that needs this. So yeah, working on that. Uh, I've also written down that I, at the end of the year, I am in the best shape of my life. Well, a little bit far off from that. So it's good to have that there and just be a little bit of a kick up the bum and wake up call that, come on, let's get back to what you know makes you successful with your fitness and your health. So yes, good reminder there. And I've got stuff about golf on here as well. Golf is is oh, in yes, the process. Golf. I remember golf. that. Yeah, right. So we, my husband very kindly bought me a set of golf clubs, beautiful set of golf clubs that he found on sale. But anyway, he bought me this beautiful (laughs) set of golf clubs and I was like, okay, I'm going to. And so we've been in the garden whacking these golf balls that don't, they're soft ones, so they don't smash windows or anything. (laughs) Um, Just to practice to get to a point where we can go to golf lessons. And my daughter is actually very good. So I'm hoping to take her with me and do it together as a nice um, mother and daughter activity. Uh, on the weekend so that's happening as soon as my son gets into his baseball club and that we get that sorted out like what that looks like then we're gonna add the golf for the girls so mm. the girls are gonna do golf the boys are gonna do baseball sounds good to me yeah <laughs> so I don't have to do too much baseball yeah so that's yes. what's happening here so I think it's it's good to take a look at these things after six months and say hmm what could I check off? Like magically, some of the things have happened, right? Same for you. Mm-hmm. What do I need to recalibrate? Like what is, what? Are, when I look at that, I'm like, why did I even want that? You know, like six months ago, it sounded like a good idea or, you know, I think I wanted that, but actually it's not important to me anymore. Strike that off the list. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything on your list when you're like, when I look at that now, I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't need that. Well, you're talking about fitness and I definitely have some, some I, I, yeah, I once again said I've, I've been healthy this year. I've gone for regular walks and eaten healthily and I have eaten more healthy, but it's, it's, I think when one of your goals starts taking off, it's very easy to get tunnel vision. And so mm. because moving here has mostly seemed to have been about the art yeah I think I did need to look back at these goals and just say you know there's other stuff as well it's not just about the art so there there are some things that maybe there's nothing on here that I'm like no I don't want to do this anymore but there's definitely things on the list that I could be doing a little bit as well yeah like nothing been too overwhelming yeah, mm. yeah. you've forgotten about <laughs> I've got here my home is free of clutter yeah I completely forgot about that one Um, (laughs) and sometimes I just don't even know where to start but yeah anyway that was something to to I think because I'm a marathoner 
the idea of having like one of those Marie Kondo weekends where you just totally trash your house and then and declutter everything at once. I can't mm. do that. Yeah. Like for me, it's going to be like, okay, today I'm going to do this drawer. Tomorrow I'm going to do that drawer. And I think, I think that, that I think I'm the same. Yeah. That's how I would approach it, but I'm not approaching it. <laughs> I'm avoiding it. <laughs> Mostly because I don't want to have discussions with people about like, oh, can I throw this out? No, I need that, you know, my belly button hair from 1984 or whatever it is, you know, it's yes. just, uh, no, you don't need the shoes that you've had since I met you 20 years ago and I've never seen you wear once. <laughs> like, uh, this is a true story, people, you know, of a pair of, um, I'm, I'm sure they cost you a lot of money 20 years ago, but you have not, I have never seen you wear them. Like really, come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's put them on, um, on New Zealand. It's trade me right on in Japan. Yeah. It's Mekari. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that needs to go on the list moving forward? Are you, like, oh, I'm sure. Anything you can share with us on transformations with Jane podcast. I recently started looking into not art, but kind of selling things with my designs on them online so I'm still trying to figure that out through things like Etsy and stuff but it's not you know a piece of art it's like a phone case or a cushion with a very kind of basic but colorful pattern on it so I'm still trying to see if that's something I want to invest more time in I think that's probably something that I will do if it's not too time consuming and yeah monetizing um, your art um in some way yeah yes and it's reproducible it's not just one artwork and then I will never be able to reproduce it it's just mm. like here's a pattern with some pretty colors I'm going to put it on different things and maybe people will like it but I'm still trying to get my head around that I'm sure there are many things that need to be added to the list yeah, so you mentioned your values, your values of growth, creativity, and what was the other one? Do you remember? Well, there was autonomy, freedom. I think those were the, yeah, creativity, autonomy, growth, and freedom. Right, and you said that growth was your top value. And it sounds like, you know, you're obviously growing, like you've got this first solo exhibition coming up. Yeah, investigating, monetizing your art. And that brings up a lot of, stuff for people as well like who's mm. going to pay me for this or you know my arts crap or whatever you know that sort of thing as well there's a lot of growth that needs to be done there creativity obviously doing that like with your art and then the autonomy thing right so doing what you want to do when you want to do it kind of thing is that how you view autonomy yeah I view autonomy so it's the difference between in my head being reactive and being proactive so autonomy mm. to me is like instead of sitting around and waiting to see what life throws at you and then complaining when it's not what you want, mm. which has been my mind, like I've done that. Yeah, <laughs> and who I don't hasn't, do that right? anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it's the proactivity, it's the autonomy, kind of like agency. So it's not like you get to control your world. It's that regardless of what's happening, you are still able to make decisions about how you yeah, so you, you, I think it's, yeah, to do with decision-making, not about being controlling, but about making your own decisions for yourself and choosing how you're going to view things um, and what kind of attitude you're going to have towards different things. Yeah. Are you going to be overly negative or, or try and see the positive and, and try and see things you can do to move a little bit further towards what you want 
rather than just going, oh, nothing's happening the way I want it to. Yeah, I'm a victim, poor me. Yeah. Yeah, like moving away from that victim mindset. Oh, I can't do anything about this. This is happening to me. This is so horrible. No, I am in control of the things I can be in control of, which is, yeah, my attitude, my actions, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And even just asking for help, like, you know, there are so many things you can do, even if you are going through a rough time that make your life easier. And it could just be changing your perspective or it could just be having some faith that it'll work out or it could be asking for help. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going through anything hard now. I've got quite a nice, you know, living arrangement where I am free to make these creative decisions. So yeah, yeah, I guess if, if you don't have anything bad going on, autonomy is just about like actually taking the time to think, well, what do I want next? And what's a little mm. thing I could do now to get further on the way to that goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's recommitting to what you've already chosen. Yeah. I choose this life for me. It's yeah. I choose to live in Fukushima now um, rather than doing something else because mm. this is what is best for me. So I'm going to enjoy myself and make the most of it. Yeah. Recommitting or uh, so like one of my dreams is to build my dream house in New Zealand, right? And the most beautiful part of New Zealand that I know, which is quite different to where you are, but Mm -hmm. it's not the right time now. There's just so many things that would make it more difficult. And, and now it's time for, it's a time for dreaming about that. Like what might it look like? Um, yes. how would we use it? You know, how many barbecue areas do we need? You know, sort of, <laughs> how many, out, like, like the outdoor living, right. Is, yep. is so important in New Zealand. How, um, where are we going to put the outdoor living areas? Because there's a wind that comes off the lake and all of this, you know, sort of things mm. enjoy Like, how will I spend my time there? I would, uh, and like, sort of like the spending time sitting outside eating is, is a big thing for me. And I yes. loved being able to do that more when we were in Sweden and in Japan, it's very difficult to do because the weather is against you a lot of the year. And then the insects are against you for the other part of the year. kind of thing. <laughs> so, you know, now is the time for outdoor eating and things. So I'm always like, Oh, can I eat my breakfast outside? Can I eat my lunch outside? <laughs> can I sit mm. outside with a coffee? Is it beer o'clock in the garden? You know, it's good to reaffirm those things that, you know, even though that's in the future for me, this, this dream house that I want to build, I can take that piece of the future that I'm looking at, which is the sort of outdoor living, right? And bring Mm -hmm. that into my current life now, right? In some way, maybe it's not going to be with the most beautiful outdoor furniture that you've ever seen and the perfect deck and, you know, the view of the mountains, et cetera, but I can still sit out in my garden and enjoy a cup of coffee right now. Might not Mm -hmm. be the perfect weather or, you know, I might have to look at my neighbor's fence or whatever, but it's bringing part of that dream future into the now. So yeah, how can you do that with the things that you have on your list? Bring that into your today. So on your thing, you know, maybe you have something that you can bring a little tiny part of that into what you're doing today, that, Mm -hmm. you know, being the person who you are hoping to be in the future now. Is there anything like that? Well, I keep going back to the art because that just seems to be my focus at the moment. But Mm. And, well, the writing, for example, I know that starting writing, unless you're some kind of superhuman, you're not going to be, you know, amazing at it when you first do it. And that, and the, the doing it is how you get better at it. So maybe there's a dream of like, I want to 
you know, be an author that people want to buy the books of and things like that. But for mm. now, I think you just, yeah, you do the the little things that you can. It is hard though. Mm. It is hard not to hold that ideal because, you know, in the past my thing was always like, well, if I'm not good at it straight away, I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> Which is a horrible defeat. <laughs> I'm not a best-selling attitude. author off the, right out of the blocks. <laughs> and this is not for me. Yeah. But like you're writing and you're like, oh, this is so bad. And you're like, why am I doing this? And you write like, and doing art and even just non-creative things. If you're thinking, if you're being the critic while you're doing it, yeah, it, it's not going to work. Gonna you have to mm. play and enjoy the process. And if you find that writing isn't for you because you absolutely hate the process of shutting yourself away and saying no to things because you have to write, then that, then you've learned something valuable and then you're not going to always go, oh, but if I could have done this, because you'll be like, actually, I tried it and the process of doing it wasn't for me. So I've just kind of got the mentality of like, yeah, you bring these things a little bit into your life, you figure out if it's actually even something you want to do, like the foreign diplomat thing right. you were talking about. Yeah, It's this ideal and it's not even a realistic view of what the job entails. But if you never find that out, you're always going to have that kind of regret so yeah a lot of things aren't as cool as you think they are uh, when you're a teenager or even now and it's good to find that out (laughs) a lot of things are just hard work right you just need to do the damn work (laughs) I was thinking Joe like this writing thing if you were going to be you know if you know in the future when you are a published author what does a published author do like they make a date with themselves to write they take themselves off to some place that's inspirational and they write, or they sit down at their office and they write. But, you know, for you now, you just like writing is a joy. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like me going to my favorite cafe, ordering a, a you know, my favorite drink and sitting yeah. there with my laptop and writing for half an hour. That's my mm. date with myself. Would yes. that, would that be something you could do? Yeah, totally. Amokaroa has like one cafe, but that's, it's still, a viable thing to do. I could go to that, go walk down to the waterfront, go sit at that one cafe and yeah, with a laptop. I mean, I do it now when I remember, which is why this is good to have this conversation because I kind of forgot that that was on my list, but it doesn't even have to be a cafe. It can be done just outside or it could be in a park on the deck. Yeah. yeah in the, on the park. There's lots of walkways down to the water on this bit of peninsula that we're on so but yeah I definitely do think making a date with yourself and that idea of going to a cafe and ordering a nice drink and then sitting there with a laptop I like that idea a lot and if you make it so that you don't have the internet or your phone I think that's probably the ideal because you don't get distracted by other things if you just have word on your laptop Mm. and you're offline yeah yeah Mm. yeah that's something I definitely could do. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I hope you put that on your schedule and enjoy it. Have fun. That sounds super fun, right? Like mm. talk about living the dream. <laughs> you don't even have to have sold a book and you're already living the dream, right? You're just going down to the cafe, looking at the beautiful yep. view, writing on your laptop, you know, and it doesn't have to be part of your, you know, how you get paid or anything just now, but maybe no. in the future it will be, but you're already already living that life of mm. the published author, right? Let's yes. let's just imagine that that's what published authors do, but 
<laughs> maybe their life is a bit different, but yeah, that that's definitely inspirational. And so I'm sure lots of people listening will be going, ah, oh, I want to do that, Joe. Like all you have to do is yeah. wander down to the cafe and you can do that because that's simple yeah. to be living your dream. That's so cool. Yeah. I hope you'll do yeah. that a little bit more going forward and who knows what will happen. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting. I definitely will. I think I just wrote it down on my diary. I was like, there you go. Do this. Cause then also you're going for a walk and that was also on my list. Go for more walks. You'll walk there, do your writing, walk home again. Two things checked off. There you go. Don't order the cake. No, no. <laughs> you just, just stick with the beverage. Yeah. Don't even look at the cakes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all righty yeah well thanks so much for coming on the show today and like doing this little check-in with the listeners and i hope that if you're listening you've been checking in with yourself along with us we've just been having a bit of a a jam session here but already joe's come away with a couple of things i've recommitted to a couple of things as well and let's see how the next six months go right and you've there's always a chance for a fresh start so if you were like yeah all of the stuff that I wrote down last year sucks. I don't want to do any of it. Well, <laughs> just start again. Let's, let's just give it a go. Commit to something, just one thing, whatever it is, and just see where it takes you. Because I know that committing to podcasting a year and a half ago, that was what I did for in uh, 2021 in January. I just said, right, I feel like I can't handle anything else right now. I'm just going to commit to podcasting. I'm not going to do my coaching Japanese women or anything that I used to do, just doing this one thing. And here we are today, things going mm. really, really well. So yeah, commit to something and see how it goes and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Mm, yes. But having a little bit of direction, I think is really helpful. And those, those things where you can check back in with yourself and go, ah, look, I did that. Wow. Me of six months ago, didn't even know that this was possible. And look at me now. So that is really important to stop and see how far you've come because it's, you know, it's endless, right? You're not going to get there. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no yeah, end. There's always more. There's always it. more. There's always something. And when you get to point B, which is where you think you want to go, you'll be like, oh, is this it? <laughs> like, oh, actually it's C. But if you don't, yeah, enjoy the process along the way, then it's sort of, it's kind of been wasted almost, right? So yeah, yeah, enjoying how you're going, enjoying the process and taking stock of how far you've come is all, yeah, really important for that journey. So thank you so much, Joe. We'll have you back on the show again, check in with you again at the end of the year, I guess, and <laughs> see yeah, how things yeah. are progressing with this exhibition and, and other projects and things as well. 